This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, 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 voice teacher. Welcome to another episode of the Voicepreneur Podcast. Thank you as always for being here, for spending your time with me, for clicking on this episode. I am so excited to be talking to you about branding. That is the meat of our conversation today. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, you may recognize that we are doing a rapid fire Q&A. And if you are new here, here is what a rapid fire Q&A is all about. It is essentially an episode that answers your questions rapidly. I try to do it quickly because there are so many questions that y'all have when it comes to business and marketing and doing this whole freaking thing. It is a lot. I totally understand. And I really do want to be there for you as much as I humanly can. And one of the best ways that I can do that is by literally taking your questions that you are asking, whether it's inside of my DMs on Instagram or it's inside of the Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group and compiling them and answering them a few at a time on the podcast. So that is what we're going to be doing today. And these questions all have to do with branding. So how fun is that? So let's go ahead and dive into question number one. And here is what she asks, which should I be focusing on first, building my website or my Instagram? I love this question. And this is such a great question because this is really going to be so relieving for you and to relieve the pressure that you do not need to focus on your website first. To answer this question plainly, I would say to focus on your Instagram first. And the reason why is because you can actually treat your Instagram like a website. It's really, really cool. Like seriously, it is so cool when you start thinking about it like this, because there's so many ways that we can use Instagram, especially, you know, right now in 2023. And I can only imagine what it is going to look like in a few years from now. But right now, as we are navigating Instagram, we can do things like post on our stories and then keep those same stories and put them inside of different highlights. You can kind of think about that as like pages on your website. Another thing that's so cool about Instagram is that we can actually directly talk to the people who are interacting with our content. And this is really different than a website, right? On a website, we don't often know who lands on that website and we definitely are not going to be having a whole conversation with them while they're on our website. So Instagram is so cool in that we can actually connect with our people. And that is just, I mean, what could be better than that in terms of actually seeing the growth and the benefit of that in your business? But the other thing that's really cool about Instagram is now you can curate it in a way where if you have your onboarding process down, if there is a seamless way for somebody to be able to sign up for lessons with you or buy your program or join your masterclass or whatever it is that you are trying to have them do, and that is just a URL link that you can put as a link inside of your Instagram bio, that's that's really all you need. (laughs) You don't need a whole like fancy schmancy website. 
Websites are really wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Websites are really powerful for search optimization. So it is such a great thing to have a website to be able to be easily found. I know so many voice teachers, and it's so cool to hear these stories, that were found by people because of a YouTube video that they put out like four years ago or a blog article that they had from you know several months back that kind of didn't really do very much. But what it did inside of Google and the fancy schmancy internet world of SEO is that it actually got in front of the right people just over time, right? And the same goes for me with my business that I have called The Whole Voice. The Whole Voice has a podcast, it has a blog, it has an Instagram and content. And what has happened over time with specifically the website is that I have created a funnel where I can actually make passive income on courses that I made several years ago and not really have to do anything much except for let the website do its beautiful thing that it does. So I'm not saying that a website is not necessary, but if you are thinking about where to be really getting the most bang for your buck in the beginning stages when you are deciding, should I build a website or should I focus on my Instagram? I am 100% going to say, focus on your Instagram. It's going to be so great for you. Okay, so speaking of Instagram and your website, because it really goes for both of these things, here is the next question that was asked. Should I have my brand colors picked out first before making an Instagram account and before making a new website, if that is applicable? But she specifically asked for making an Instagram account. Do I need to have my brand colors picked out first? I love this question. I truthfully, deeply want to say yes. (laughs) I do. I want to say yes. I don't want to put pressure on people because if you have an Instagram and you don't have your brand colors picked out, that's fine. I don't want you to feel like, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. I do think, however, if you're going to be smart about this and you are, you know, let's say creating an entirely new Instagram account for your private studio, your voice teaching studio, then Yes, we should definitely think about these things prior to making that account. And it's such an easy thing to think about. You know, brand colors is one of those things that I personally find to be extremely fun. I love design. I love color. I love all of that stuff so much. But I also know people who hate it and they found it to be pretty easy. And the reason why it's so easy is there are so many places that you can look to help you. I mean, I haven't even touched AI and what that could do because who the heck knows at this point, but I'm sure that that is something that can help you if you want to explore that. But other websites that you could look at are 100% Canva. Canva is such a great place to get inspiration from. You can also look at Pinterest to maybe create a board and find different pictures and photos and things that you're really vibing with. And maybe this will spark some colors. You can also go to something like coolers.co and that will be a color palette generator. So you can actually put all of the colors side by side and see how they would go together. There's also another website that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I'll be sure to link it inside of the show notes where you can actually upload a photo that has the different colors that you want inside of it and it will pull what those colors are. So you can put in like a portrait of yourself and you can see what those colors are from that portrait and then you can pull those hex codes and that can become your color palette. So tons of resources for you to explore and I'll be sure to post all of these ones that I mentioned inside of the show notes and just take an afternoon, take a couple of hours to do it. And it's really, a I find to be a very fun little assignment. The next question is a good one because it's a common one that I've heard many times, which is how important is it for me to have a logo? 
a logo. Okay. <laughs> now all the graphic designers who are listening to this are going to be like, I do not like this woman after what she says. Because <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. I don't think it's very important. Honestly, I think of all of the things, I don't think it's that important. Now, of course it's important. I'm not saying it's not important, but of all of the things to do. I mean, my gosh, like all of the things that we are setting up and creating and designing and building and all of that stuff that we're doing with online marketing, the logo in that giant laundry list to me is at the very bottom. It's at the very, very bottom. Like you do not need it to be successful. If you have, let's say a brick and mortar business, then yes, totally a different thing. We would love to have a logo because people are coming into your studio and they're seeing a sign, right? And that's like a totally different experience. But if you're just doing this where it's a virtual thing, you're teaching your private lessons or, you know, maybe you're teaching group lessons, maybe you are creating some sort of mini course or online course, or you just want to have a presence in general and you haven't figured out what your offer is yet, you do not need to have a logo. You do not need to have a logo. You don't need it for your Instagram profile picture. In fact, I highly recommend not having a logo there. And that's a big marketing tip that I just gave away to you. It's actually really, really great to have a picture of your face. We want to see your face more than anything else. So take out that logo if you have it as your profile picture on Instagram. And if you don't have a logo, then there you go. You don't really need one. And I would put it at the very bottom of your list. Unless you feel super inspired and you have the funds to be able to hire somebody and it feels good for you, then by all means, go for it. Like, I'm do what you want. But how important is it? Not very. All right. <laughs> Last question. I'm so excited about this one. This one is, when you talk about messaging, what do you really mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is so important. And I'm so glad somebody asked this because this is something that... My God, we could literally have an entire podcast just on messaging, a podcast, a whole channel on it. It is enormous. Messaging is everything. <laughs> messaging is everything. It is so freaking important. I cannot emphasize this enough. It is so much more important than really anything else. It's the words that you use. It's how you captivate your audience. It's how they connect with you. It's how they know that you are the teacher that they want to work with. Your words are going to either repel them or you are going to attract them. It all happens with your words. So this can feel really overwhelming. <laughs> totally can feel overwhelming, especially if you don't feel very comfortable writing. Hey, it is okay, my friend. I want you to know that brand messaging and copyright, the best copywriting, the best messaging, it is going to happen with a ton of practice. You are going to be practicing all the time with every Instagram post, with every email that you send, with every single thing that you ever write ever, you are practicing copywriting and you are going to go into this with the intention of, I am getting better at this. I am practicing so that I get better at this, which means I need to test things. I need to try things. I need to tweak things. And most importantly, the most important thing that you can do is I need to listen to my ideal student. Huge. I can't, oh, like I said, I could talk forever about this, but I can't emphasize that enough. 
you are going to be practicing writing all the time. And what I like to do when it comes to really specifically practicing messaging and copywriting and, you know, making sure that the things that I am writing are actually converting and, and getting, getting the sales and the students and the whole thing, that's why we're doing this whole thing, is that you're actually really going to be focusing on taglines. This is huge because what taglines are is these are the grabbing gut punch statements that people are drawn to that literally meets them where they're at, speaks their language and makes them think to themselves, dang, are they talking to me? <laughs> are they talking to me? Because that is good copywriting. If you are writing in a way where people are compelled to keep reading, they are feeling a certain way, they are emotionally drawn to what you're talking about, that's everything. It's everything. It's like the most important thing. I cannot emphasize it enough. Do you believe me yet? <laughs> you will once you start practicing it and you definitely will once you start seeing the power of what it actually can do. I've seen this myself. Like when I finished my very first copywriting course and I actually implemented the stuff that I was learning inside of that course, oh my God, it freaking worked. Like it worked. I was getting enrollment. I was getting students signed up. And it was, it was like this magic that I felt like everybody needed to know about. And I'm sure that everyone who does copy feels the exact same way. It's just one of those things where you're like, once you get it and once you do it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like doing the thing. And it feels genuine. It doesn't feel salesy. It doesn't feel slimy. It doesn't feel weird. It's totally authentic. So Here's what I would recommend. Practice with your taglines. Pull a tagline that feels like a gut punch statement that really speaks to your audience and maybe place it in a few different spots. Maybe you can put it on your website or on your landing page or maybe it's you know somewhere inside of your caption. Maybe it's the hook of your caption. There's so many places that we can put this type of stuff, but play with that first. So if you want to dive deeper into creating taglines, a couple of places that I would start are number one, looking around at other people's websites and their taglines and look at big companies, look at small companies, look at random companies, look at voice teachers, look at musicians, look at all kinds of different things and see if you can actually pinpoint what their taglines are. It's usually a big statement that's on their website and ask yourself if that tagline is making you feel a certain way. And if it is, then ask yourself, why is it making me feel that way? What is it that they are doing with their language that is evoking these emotions in me? It's so great when we can start putting on our marketing hat and asking ourselves these questions all the time because we are marketed to all the time. So when we are consumers and we are attracted to something, always ask yourself, why am I attracted to that? What was it about that particular thing that made me want to buy that thing? And then the other thing that I would focus on is really listening to what your people are saying. You know, a huge distinction for us as voice teachers, I got to be real, is that we talk a little bit differently than our students do. We just do. And that is okay because we have a whole new language. We have a skill set that they don't have. And we as teachers will often know what it is that our students need before they know what it is that they need. And this is, I'm sure a lot of industries deal with this, but I think it's very interesting as voice teachers. And then we have to be very careful about how we communicate this in our marketing and in our messaging. If you are using language that you use in your studio or in 
and part of your teaching and all of that, but it's not necessarily language that your students use. We want to figure out how we can meet them in the middle. How can we listen to what it is that they are saying and also come at it from a place where it feels like us talking because we want it to feel like us talking, like you, the voice teacher. I want to hear what you have to say, not what AI has to say or what any other voice teacher has to say. So I want to feel like it is you talking, but you're speaking my language. So an example of this, and this is just something I'm thinking about as we're talking about this, is the term limiting beliefs. Mm, This is such an interesting one because we as voice teachers may know that they have these limiting beliefs, right? But do they know that they have these limiting beliefs? Do they even say the words limiting beliefs? A lot of people who come to me for voice lessons don't come to me saying, well, you know, I'm coming to voice lessons because I just have all these limiting beliefs about myself. I mean, Maybe a couple of them do, and maybe if it's your ideal client and they speak that way, then great. They totally do that. But that's just an example of a phrase that maybe we say, but maybe necessarily doesn't meet them with where they're at and how they think about these things. Same with things like imposter syndrome or a phrase I hear all the time, speak your truth. That's a really tricky one because What does that mean? I don't know what that means if I am somebody who does not speak my truth. It's probably something that is so ingrained in me that I need something that's a little bit more dumbified. I need something that's a little bit more at that third grade level than it is at this like 12th grade level, you know, so that I can be like, oh, that's, yeah, 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 that's totally what I struggle with. So instead of saying something like, speak your truth, you could dumb it down to just say something like, say what you mean to say, (laughs) you know, and like, they're kind of the same exact thing. But one is a little bit more like, oh, yeah, I really struggle with saying what it is that I mean to say, or like saying it in a way that I'm thinking about it. I don't think about that as man, I really struggle with speaking my truth. I haven't developed that language yet. I'm not there yet, right? That's why I need to join your program and that's why I need to work with you. That's what you're going to teach me how to do. So I got to be real and I really hope that you listen to that because that was some really golden nugget marketing advice in terms of your messaging. Talk like your people talk. This is something that we work really hard at inside of the Voicepreneur program. And trust me when I say the amount of DMs that I get about the messaging lesson in particular is more than any other lesson in the entire program. It is the lesson where when you watch it and then you go through all of the prompts and the templates and you draft out your different taglines and the way that we are talking and you really actually understand what copy is and how to write it in a compelling and captivating way. Wow. It's, it's game changing. It's completely game changing for your business. You're going to actually see the stats grow. You are going to get more conversions, more students, more followers, more everything. I swear on my life. It's the most important thing. I'm going to leave it right there. We're going to go ahead and end this episode. And I hope that it was so helpful for you in creating your brand. If you are building out your brand or you need a little brand makeover and you really want to make sure that it is doing its job, come and join us. We're an awesome community of voice teachers all over the world. Seriously, it is so cool. I think there's 15 15 countries represented at this point. So it's a really awesome international group that has such a wide variety of niches and methods and styles and 
my God, it is so inspiring. So come and join us because you can build your brand alongside of us and we can help you. And it is such a great supportive group. And if you have any questions that you would like answered on the show in a future rapid Q&A, come and join us inside of the free Facebook group that is called the Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group. It is linked inside of the show notes or in the description below. And all you need to do is post your question inside of the group with the hashtag question. And who knows, you may get it answered on a future podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will catch you in the next episode.